What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 35 of your mom's favorite threesome, and we've got a great weekend recap for you here today. March is coming to an end, which is sad, but we do have our final four uh, ready to go, so we're going to break down this weekend's basketball games. Uh, We're going to talk a little MLB, getting everyone ready for uh, next week, which of course is opening day. Um, A little bit of going on in the NFL, touch on just a couple little things there. NBA, it's heating up. I'm telling you, playoffs are right around the corner, so we're going to talk a little bit of that, including a new number one seed in the East. Uh, so before we uh, get to all that, let me go ahead get the guys on. I think we all had some pretty good weekends, so oh. we should go ahead and probably start there. So, guys, <laughs> tell me about your weekend. Uh, what's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, Hello. Man, my weekend was a freaking movie, bro. <laughs> uh, it started off. Uh, Friday, uh, Friday night, me and my girlfriend normally do like date nights because we both so busy during the week. So we schedule that day just to kind of hang out, maybe cook, watch movies, something like that. Well, she gets a message from somebody saying, Hey, I have, uh, passes, backstage passes to Snoop Dogg. Um, but they only had one pass. So I was like, she was like, babe, I don't want to go and leave you by yourself. It's date night. I'm not going to go. I'm like, look, this is a once, once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm like, you better go. I'm like, just go. I'll go play the game or something and eat my food. I'll be all right. Like, just go have a good time. So she went. Next thing you know, uh, she calls me and she's like, hey, I got a, we got a couple extra tickets. Do you want to come? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll come. I'll be there. Like, say less. So, originally, one of the girlfriends, one of the girls' boyfriends was supposed to come, but he couldn't come. So, they told me, like, hey, we got an extra ticket. I'm like, bet. Let me call Philly. It <laughs> wasn't even, like, it wasn't even a second thought. Because if there's anybody that loves this music, it's Philly. You know, Philly's, like, 15% black. But you know, we'll, we'll say that for another show. <laughs> um, so, so then we get there. Dude, seats are dope, right? Yep, the seats are great. Um, I was, you know, by the time we get there, it's... You know, Snoop was just, by the time I got there, Snoop was just getting ready to come on. Uh, he did a hell of a show, in my opinion. Like, it, was it was great. A good time. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I got to stand a little closer, and, you know, I kind of saw, like, my girlfriend and her friends, and like, over in the backstage. Well, the show ends, bro, this is where it's, like, it's crazy. The show ends, my phone's dying, right? Philly's like, hey, I'm going to go because my car is parked all the way, like, kind of far, whatever, right? So, I'm waiting outside for my girlfriend to come, and my phone dies, whatever, right? She knew that. So, she comes, and she's just standing there. She's, like, waving me to come back in, right? So, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm sleepy. Like, let's go. Like, get to it. She's like, no, come back in. She's like, we're going to go to the after party. I'm like, what? What are we doing? We're going to the after party. Bro, I don't know if you guys knew this, (laughs) but there is a room in the BOK Center that looks like a fucking porta potty, and you open it up and you walk in, and it's a fucking room. I actually did know this because <laughs> I've got a friend who does work at the BOK, and she explained it to me one time. I did not know that though. She and she told me she course, told me about it. Guess who's in the room? Snoop Snoop and his people, bro. So then, like, we go in there. But so did just Snoop or is Cube in there? Cube wasn't in there. It was just Snoop and his people. Okay. And his security. Warren G. Uh, Warren G wasn't in there either. It was literally Snoop, his security guards. So, so let me tell you what happened. Okay. We were in there for like two minutes. We thought we were going to be in there kicking it with Snoop. I don't smoke, 
But it's just one of those things I feel like in the world where if Snoop passes something, it's just one of the things where you like, okay, you gotta do it. Yeah. You can't turn it down, right? But no, so we were only in there for like two minutes, and then next thing you know, we're walking out. And we walk out, and they take us, and I guess the BOK has, like, another area, kind of like a club area. And we go in there, and we're just sitting in there chilling. And then Snoop comes out, dude. And, like, by this time, by the time he comes back out, like, it's packed in there. And Snoop comes out. We're, like, standing by the DJ booth. Snoop comes out, bro, and, like, DJs for, like, an hour. That's sick. Just DJs, bro. Like, we're standing here. Like, I was sitting here, and Snoop was, like, right where the TV is right there. And he's just like DJing, bro, the whole night. And I'm just sitting there like cheesing like a motherfucker. Cheesing, bro. Like you don't you don't have like this doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, bro, is this real life? We're literally sitting here dancing, bro, and it's packed in there. People have to pay two hundred and fifty dollars to get in there. That's you have to have a certain ticket and have to pay two hundred and fifty had to pay two hundred and fifty dollars just to get in there. But, dude, it was, first off, Snoop's bodyguard is, like, eight foot eight. Nah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's a freaking monster. But, yeah, Snoop was literally sitting there, bro, just DJing, like, rapping to his songs. You know, I'm just like, what is life right now, bro? <laughs> like, I'm literally getting lit with Snoop Dogg right now in a private show. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that was Friday. And then yesterday, me and my girl went to Oklahoma City. We went to a concert, Amazing Seats. It was uh, Jodeci, Charlie Wilson, and New Edition. And New Edition had all six of the members there, which never happens because I don't, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Bobby Brown, but he's kind of a crackhead. <laughs> Whitney crackhead. Houston's uh, ex-husband, oh, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, everybody was there, bro. It was like the vibe, the atmosphere, like the entire concert was just so much fun. Like, they do it different in Oklahoma City. Where did you see it at Oklahoma City? What's it called? What's The, the Paycom? Yeah, Paycom okay. Arena. The vibe in Oklahoma City is just so different, bro. Like, well, I was wondering because I've heard Criterion down in OKC is pretty lit. I know they got Diamond Ballroom and then they got right. uh, Criterion. I love the Diamond Ballroom. Diamond Ballroom. Now, is Diamond where mainly like country artists go to? Uh, I've seen I've seen a few different bands. I've seen some rock bands. Now, we'll say this: one of them does a lot of metal because I, I I'll randomly like look and see who's coming into these shows. Because here's the thing: I like. Show was great set a Friday night, but I w- if like if I if I can find a great band that goes to Canes, oh, I will legitimately take that. Me too, uh, absolutely. Nine, nine out of ten times. We'll see. It, I, I want to. I mean, I'll just here. Go ahead and finish real quick because I was oh, going to say. I mean, that was all I was like. This weekend has just been yeah, just been lit, bro. Like it's been a good weekend. Well, that's so what's going to say was. I as well was there Friday night. <laughs> uh, Michaela and I end up going and. Uh, it was a great show. I mean, I thought Ice Cube was fantastic. Yeah, see, um, I, I, that's it, it was was disappointed we missed was, that. But hey, it was a last minute thing. Yeah, right. Was what was so funny, man, was he set like every song up. So whatever he was like, whatever the like title of the song was, that's what he was leading to in his story. To like, he'd be like, you know, today wasn't a bad day. Today wasn't a uh, you know <laughs> mediocre day. Today was a good day. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they yeah. <laughs> like kick in. Um, that was funny. Anyway, it was, it was fantastic. My only we, – we bought tickets last second, so seats were you know pretty average, whatever. But I don't know. It was like the sound. I couldn't hear a ton of like the lyrics. It sounded like Snoop's mic went out at one point. No, Snoop's mic for sure went out. Okay. There was one it point where I said like – I was sitting there like, out. his mic's out. Because I'm like – I mean, 
I, I understand like the bass and everything. I mean, it's gonna drown out some of the the lyrics and things like that. And it, but there were just times where I'm just like, I almost can just hear music. It was almost too hard to hear stuff. But overall, the show was fantastic. Had a lot of Dude, fun. It was such a good time. Uh, the biggest complaint that I had was when I got there, I waited thirty minutes for drinks, and Yikes. I got two beers and two seltzers. And it was fifty-two dollars. Gross. Wow. And I was like, "All right." <laughs> oh, let me tell you my biggest complaint. They left us the the Snoop's manager left us tickets for Thursday's concert, and BOK fucked up and didn't tell us. We had they, she called up there and went up there, and they said we don't have tickets for you up here. So we thought we got played. I mean, we end up going Friday anyway, but mm-hmm. they found the tickets. Of course. Friday before we knew we were going to get backstage passes and all ah, that stuff. Yeah. Unbelievable. They found the tickets. Well, it worked out because the guy who or the lady who's in charge of BOK, whatever the events mm-hmm. or whatever, she called us and she's going to give us free Nelly tickets. Oh, so yeah, they don't even out. know that we went to the concert anyway right. and that whole situation happened. But now we get like free Nelly tickets so it all worked out so it was, awesome. it's been a, it's Very been a good weekend I haven't had a good weekend because I work all the time yeah I haven't had a good weekend in a minute so it's been a, it was a good weekend Can't awesome complain. it's always a good feeling well this weekend I also got to watch some basketball yep. and that's why we should go ahead and get right into talking uh Friday and Saturday obviously um or, yeah Friday Saturday Sunday um very different games um you know, I was pretty excited after the St. Peter's uh, making it to the Elite Eight. That was exciting for them to get there. But kind of had that feeling that this game could go this one of two ways. And, of course, it went the way that I, I figured, which was Sunday just getting demolished. Demolished. By they North ran into Carolina. a buzzsaw. <laughs> I mean, and, okay, North Carolina is playing fantastic basketball right now. They really are. Um, yeah, they proved that. But. It, it kind of sucked to, that they were never in this game, so that no. that kind of sucked. Well, but. the one thing about it is watching that game. It's it's weird. Every shot that they were hitting that was falling for them against Kentucky, against Purdue, against uh, Murray State. I mean, everything that those shots were going in, all those shots were not going against North Carolina. They were missing easy bunnies. They you know threes, wide open threes, you know set plays. It was all falling. It's just. In a way, it felt like they were getting rushed, and then it felt like also, too, the stage was way too big for them. Because it, it, they got – once UNC got up 9 nothing. Um, I know they got to – at some point, got 12-7. to But once they got – once they got, I think, up 17, they just took off from there and just really never looked back. And, I mean, as great a story was for uh, St. Mary's – or, I'm sorry, St. Peter's. Peter's yeah. yeah, everybody kept saying St. Mary's to me all weekend. I was like, St. Peter's. And then, of course, I fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they just – they were running into a team that is absolutely hot right now. I mean, North Carolina is playing really great basketball. And as you look at some of these teams that uh, – who have made it to the Final Four, I, North Carolina has one of the toughest runs that they've had to navigate, and they've done it pretty damn well. Yeah. No, really, I, really have. I agree with you with the St. Peter's thing, though. I think it was too much for them. You know, when you're when you're in this tournament and you're ranked low like St. Peter's, I think they have this mindset of who gives a fuck. Like, let's just go out here, play with basketball, the basketball, we know how to play. Like, what do we have to lose? Lay it all on the line. And I think that's worked for them. Yeah. Up until, obviously, they played North Carolina. I think the thing that sucks is when you're, when you're that team, everybody loves the Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. They started getting a lot of publicity. 
they start started to get a lot of things thrown their way that probably took away from basketball. Yeah. So I feel like they may have played a factor in that. Um, but I enjoyed the ride. Yeah, it was great. Like, it was a lot of fun. It was cool. Well, Especially first, the kid that doesn't eat sandwiches. I don't know what that's about. Doug? Is it yeah. Doug? <laughs> Doug? 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 But, I mean, they're, they're now in a search for a new head coach. So their new head coach just signed a deal to be the new Seton Hall head coach. Yeah, which, Of course he did. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> he was, was going to get paid. Yeah, so. Obviously, a good, I mean, a good move. I kind of thought maybe hold out a little bit might even have a better job than even that. Seton but, Hall is like a low-key good job. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. But, but I, I almost thought, yeah, we'd get something a little bigger than that. But, yeah, congrats to that because, I mean, one little run and here he is. Yeah. I mean, getting What's paid his and, check looking like now compared to what it was yeah. with St. Peter's? And, know, and so. hey, St. Peter's is on the rise. I mean, I listened to that interview on part of my take mm-hmm. that they had with the head coach and just the, uh, the amount of things they did from the time he showed up there to now um the program's going in the right way and well, the right direction so and they weren't a joke i mean they i mean i know they were a 15 seed but they had all the ingredients being a very good team yeah it's just the fact is they they did they the spotlight got hot and the team they ran into is just hotter and so I'll tell you what we find ourselves with an awesome Final Four. I mean, yeah. these four teams are clearly the four best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of worked out that way to where you're looking at these four, the, the four best teams right now. And um, you know, I look at uh, Saturday's matchups: Houston Villanova. A lot of people were taking Houston over Villanova. You know, even though Villanova has been the most consistent team, Houston just kind of had that grittiness to them. Where people were freaking out and being like, "This is this is That's where it is for team. Villanova." Yeah, and guess what? Villanova just continues to do what they do, and that's just stay constant. And I mean, pretty much handled this game. This game was a close game throughout. It's uh, just the problem. Their defense was just so suffocating for Houston. Houston couldn't do anything. They were one for twenty from three. I mean, you're not winning any. I don't care who you are. You're not winning any games if you go one for twenty from the three. Um, you know, Houston's defense kept it close as well. But the thing about it, they just couldn't get. They just couldn't score. And yeah. I mean, they low scoring got, game, fifty to forty four. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's usually a halftime score. Yeah. But uh, they just. I mean, it was a defensive battle, and Villanova, of course, with the free throw situation, how good they are with that. It's just. It makes it tough for any team, even a team as good as Houston. Um, you know, that's just. It just ran bad for them. I mean, I still believe Houston is. I mean, you looked at a lot of those elite eight teams. I you know. Think Houston's better than? Oh, they deserve to probably be like game. Yeah. five. Hey, I, I'll, they deserve I'll to be, be the first game. one to admit yeah. I was wrong on Houston. I I, yeah. I bought into a lot of these analyst takes on them, being like they're kind of the the small fish um, in a big pond. In a big pond, in the sense of they were beating up on a lot of small teams. Well, the, or they're the big fish in a small pond. Yeah, yeah. Wait, how do you want to break that? Basically, just the way that they. Uh, put their schedule together. They're they're playing a lot of teams where they've got the advantage, mm-hmm. and they run their schedule to where they build up a bunch of wins because of it. And you know maybe take down a couple you know big name schools, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, is this a top four team kind of thing? Even though they haven't proven a much, but hey, they got in here. They were super physical. Obviously, we've talked about Kevin, uh, Kevin Simpson being a fantastic coach and what he's been able to do there and continue to. Build on, I mean, yeah, that they're they're elite. 
I mean, they're they're right there. And they're getting ready to enter a conference that is considered by many to be the best conference in basketball. Mm-hmm. And you get a coach like Sampson, and probably you're going to keep building on that, you know, with that staff. And then, of course, you're, you know, they'll probably be pretty heavy in the transfer portal. You know, they, they – the, Houston's not – I don't think Houston's going anywhere. No. And I think only by going to the Big 12 are they going to get better. And it's yeah. going to make the Big 12 better. Oh, for sure. How much um, – how, how, how much do you think uh, – the Justin Moore injury is going to affect Villanova. I think he, it's big because they only really tore, play six tore, dudes. He tore, he tore say, his Achilles. Yeah, he's, so. yeah, he's done, done. Um, no, that, that's obviously a big deal. Like Sam says, they don't rotate many players. I mean, it, it, so they're going to have to find some people on the bench to kind of step up and fill that because there's no one like him on, on that team. So it's going to take multiple guys and their efforts to uh, to kind of fill that void. But even um, – Either way, Villanova, I believe, has been the most constant team in this entire entire March Madness. They just they're they are what they are, you know, and they go out there and do what they do. And I mean, so far that you know, quite the run. So, um, but the the big thing for me was could Arkansas knock off Duke? That was the big talk. You know, we talked about how hot they were going into to the tournament and everything, mm-hmm. and have played really good ball. But I think we have woken up a monster in Duke because although that defense hasn't been great still, yeah, they still suck. The offense is really, really clicking. <laughs> and when you've got good guard play and in the tournament, you're going to win a lot of games, and they're getting that. Oh, I don't want to bash – okay, so let's back up. I'm, Duke's defense isn't good, but at times during this tournament, they have found stretches yeah. to be good. And when it's good going with that offense, it, they they get the separation they need to pull out these victories. And they did it against Tech. They obviously did it against Arkansas in that first half. They find these like little stretches to play just good enough defense to go with that offense. Led by Benchero, uh, who has been um, who has been unbelievable in this tournament so far. Um, and it, this is and this is where it's gotten them here. It's gotten to the Final Four. Um, you know, I, I was hoping to see that kind of you know matchup against someone like Gonzaga. Obviously, Arkansas took care of that and decided they were going to beat up on Gonzaga first. But Duke is Duke's earned it. I mean, they've they made it through that uh, bracket, and then now Coach K has won. He's made the Final Four in every single uh, side of the uh, bracket: the Midwest, West, South, and yeah, North. Uh, the bracket, yeah, East. So, congrats to him. Um, this is the energy I've been wanting Duke to play with, though. Well, this is the energy everybody thought Duke was yeah. going to play with. And now, I mean, it's almost poetic that we might get a chance to see North Carolina. Crazy, bro. Beat him at his last home game and then to send him out in the Final Four. Which, by the way, the Ooh. fact that we get Duke, North Carolina in a Final Four matchup is, is just crazy, l- ridiculous. First time ever. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts, bro. No, the, uh, I mean, there's... There's a couple of crazy things that I heard about. So, yeah, let's say, um, you know, Coach K goes in there. They beat North Carolina. He avenges his loss uh, against North Carolina. And then let's say he plays Kansas in the championship. Kansas is the first team he beat for his first national championship. That's so pretty wild. He could go out with his first and last against Kansas. Do so. you think he's going to – I mean, this is kind of a conspiracy theory, but – do you think calls may go his way? I mean, absolutely. No, no. Like, do you think like the 
You think so? 100%. Just because, yeah. just because everybody wants to see it, and the you know the, the TV ratings, TV yeah. ratings, and but everything. You think a lot of calls are going to get okay. North Carolina? Dude. I figured. I and that's intentional. I didn't want to sound like an idiot. But no, like, no, no. You're like, not. <laughs> it's been out there, yeah. and it's not because the calls are intentional. Some of these calls are also intentional because these refs have still been absolutely horrendous in this yeah. tournament. It's okay. bad. It's something the NCAA is seriously going to have to look into. But uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Duke's been getting a few calls. It's Duke anyway. So yeah. you get Duke plus Coach K's last, you know, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah they want right. they want as much Coach K as they could possibly get. I'm just glad we're all on the same page. Now this yeah. now that game better be the prime the later game. It is. That's good. I just yeah. want to make sure of that because oh, hell, bro, that, that has to be. be it has to be. Forty nine Saturday night. It's yeah. Saturday night at seven forty nine. Yeah. Damn. Now you touched on it again with Kansas. I know, and I agree with you on. I mean, Villanova has been very consistent. But Kansas has, at times, been downright dominant in well, this tournament. Kansas is getting better and better as they go. Yeah, and it's just, and it's showing. I mean, that second half against Miami, I mean, they absolutely they took Miami to the fucking woodshed. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 47 to 15 in the second half. Yeah. That is insane. No, absolutely dirty. That game, or that once that second half started, the game was over. I yeah, mean, Miami was, had no shot. Yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. So, yeah, you're looking at teams, everyone clicking at the right time. Villanova's probably the weak link in this. Uh, but still especially now, after yeah, the well, injury. So the injury, yeah. the injury, where everyone else has got a, a, you know, good things going for them. But, um, you know, we'll break everything down on Thursday, really get into the games. But to get to this point, to this Final Four, I mean, it really is – Pretty awesome to have these four teams. Um, have you looked at the brackets lately? I do want to like give a, a, Yeah, CJ's running away with we it. Do, hey, Preston, can you put CJ on, got three of the last four teams. Can you it, put on this uh, NC State-UConn game? This the women? For women? <clears throat> it's UConn, bro. And NC State, that's a good game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 NC State's uh, a one seed this year, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Actually, the other, day, the other day I was at the gym. I was doing some cardio, and I was watching uh, Notre Dame. Um, who was it? Notre Dame somewhere. I, either way, both teams were going down the floor and just jacking up threes and just, I mean, like making it. I, it was just, it was like an incredible run where I was like, I was just trying to do something like warm up, and then I was like, I found myself just sitting there continuing to watch this game. So, um, Assuming ESPN here. Be disrespecting college. I was trying to. Basketball. I was just trying to see if you were serious or not. I was one hundred percent serious. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, yeah. So overall, what's your guys' opinion on this year's tournament? I think it's been fun. It's been I think it's been a lot of fun. I think it's been something. Obviously, you with the with you're going to see some sloppy basketball at times. But I think we've just seen a lot of fun basketball. I mean, we've seen a ton of upsets. Um, we've seen you know a bunch of you know teams that we thought were going to be were hot teams that turned out to be frauds. I mean, it's just it it does it like it does every year. It lives up to the it lives up to the hype going into it, and then it adds more. To, it gives you that extra flavor. I mean, like getting St. Mary or St. Peter's. I almost did I did that again. St. Peter's into the. Uh, <laughs> Elite Eight. I mean, they're the first. Technically, they are the first fifteen because we. I know we talked about it, but they are. They got farther than uh, Florida Gulf Coast and ORU, but they're the first like fifteen seed to make the Elite Eight. Yep. 
Um, you know, just fun stuff like that. I mean, again, Miami, even though they got blown out by Kansas, you know, the run they had in the tournament was fantastic. It's just it's always fun to watch. It, it makes love, it makes college basketball that much more fun. Yeah, and this tournament to me, it's it, it's a little different. Obviously, COVID had a big part to do with kind of like not a, I want to say a fall off, but I don't feel like people were playing like at their best shape or they had a whole year to practice together type situation. So I feel like look, this year's tournament, you actually get to see like what every team looks like or what they would look or what they look like because they had that whole time to practice yeah. and be together and all of that different stuff. It's just a different energy to me. Well, just in feeding off the environment and everything. Feeding off the environment and everything. Yeah. So. No, this tournament has been great. It's been lit. Bro. Obviously, Elite Eight games weren't great, but every every other round has been fantastic. A lot, you know, you got the upsets. You got a lot of good matchups. I mean, we've had a little bit of everything in this Um so I, I hate it because it's coming to an end, but like I said, what a what a final four we got, and no matter who wins in each game, we're gonna have a hell of a championship too. So, 100%. oh yeah, really yeah, looking forward to that. Obviously, like I said, we'll break down more stuff on Thursday show, and then uh, even talk touch on it a tad bit Monday, mm-hmm. um, which is of course the championship. So, uh, great weekend. Yeah, I agree. Really it's was. it's. It's been a fantastic tournament. I mean, it's you couldn't ask for. I mean, this time of the year, it just it always is the best time, one of the best times in sports. Oh, for sure. I mean, like we said, I mean, this is a good little segue into our next uh, topics because, like you said, this time of year, you've got all sorts of going. Next week is one of my favorite weeks of the entire year. <laughs> it's opening day mm-hmm. plus the Masters. We'll break down all that stuff next week, but. I mean, what a beautiful... Preston I mean, needs a new pair of shorts. No, Preston needs a new liver. <laughs> <laughs> After next week, Good he'll need a new liver. about liver. <laughs> uh, weather's beautiful. I mean, just everything's going right. So, uh, super excited to uh, break all that down. But did you guys want to talk NBA first? Just give us... Uh, it's just power rankings. Power rankings, yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, there's a little shift. I have to... Give me one second. Well, let's just run the NBA real quick. Um, my power rankings this this week, I got the uh, the Suns. Now they won the last ten games. I Shocker. think the Suns have been the best team. And uh, yeah, between them and the Warriors, at one point it was it's always been the Suns, um, best team in the NBA uh, right now. Chris Paul's coming back or came back. He's back. He's yep. healthy. Uh, came back. So first came back. Been, he they've been winning without him, and I don't see that stopping with him. So I'm excited to see what the Suns' future holds in the in the playoffs. I'm gonna get this team its credit. I have to give this team its credit. They are now the uh, number one seed in the East. Mm-hmm. They've definitely been the hottest team without in the last two to three weeks. Yep. Would you say Philly? Yep. Nine and one their last ten games. Let's 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 talk about Boston. Let's talk about Boston. Let's talk about Boston. Um, I know they just lost Williams, uh, who's a big piece of their defense. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one thing about it is they still have Jason healthy, Tatum, Jason Tatum, and uh, Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown. So they still have their their two main stars. They're healthy. They're playing good. They have a lot of confidence. Uh, I didn't think that I'd be adding them to this list ever after looking at the Celtics in the beginning of the year. They looked like complete shit. 
But you, when you we know, did your sour, you did your sour they five. They were on there. They were they on were there. Sour five. They were number five. So way to make it. So way to make it out of the sour five and now into the power five. You know, um, it's just. And the big thing about this, they've been doing. They've been beating good teams. Good teams, unlike my Bulls. They've <laughs> been beating good teams. Um, they've. This is the perfect time to get hot. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect time to click. You know. It's right now. You see the Warriors were clicking in the beginning of the season, and now look at them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is the perfect time to know that you have it figured out with all of this confidence going into the playoffs. I think they're right? number one ranked uh, defensive team. Uh, which may take a hit. Which, sure, that would take a hit with it's the loss of Rob Williams. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But right. uh, their offense has just been – I mean, you look at the last – Yeah, you look at the last just – Five games, they've dropped 134, 125, 132, 124, 126. I mean, that that offense is just cooking right now. Cooking right now. And, you know, granted, too, it's, it's not a lot of defensively good teams in the NBA. Sure. So, well, I mean, you they, know, they, if their offense is on fire, bro, it's just, just expected to be that. Um, it's just about who can keep up with that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these teams on this, I, I feel like can, uh, to round off the – the power rankings. I have the Grizzlies, yep. uh, number two team in the West. I have the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I love the Bucks. Yeah, seventy three their last ten games, but um, I still think to me personally, I feel like they're still the best team in the East. They're the I defending think- champions, and until proven wrong, to me, they're the best team yeah. in the East. Um, and then I put the Heat on there. They're the Man, number two team in the East. But <laughs> man, I, do, I it don't was know, very man. tough to put them on there. I wanted to put a Western Conference team on there, but I didn't. I don't four feel and, like anybody four and six in the last ten. Yeah. They've lost four in a row. The Heat, but the Heat still have been playing great ball all year, and I don't want to take them completely off the list. Now, let's talk about it next Monday. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Let's talk about it next Monday. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I got the Heat on there to round it off. Um. So, yeah, that's all I have for the NBA. I'm excited, man. The playoffs are coming up. Uh, Kyrie gets to play yep. at the Barclays Center now. Like, yeah. dude, basket, whoever, first off, if I was the Celtics, I'd be trying to get the two seed. I don't want to play Boston first round. Or, sorry, I don't want to play Brooklyn first round. Yeah, that'd be tough for Boston. I do not want to play Brooklyn first round. You don't want round. that, no. No. Like, um, nobody wants to. Brooklyn is Brooklyn might be one of those teams to actually beat might be the first number eight seed to get to the finals. They had that kind of it's talent. Healthy. They have yeah. the talent on the team to do that. They have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, who Kyrie healthy is a top ten player, and Kevin Durant healthy is a top five player. Right or wrong? I mean, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm but- interested. I'm interested to see. I, I can't wait for the playoffs. Um, I'm my favorite player is LeBron, but I kind of just. Don't want to see the Lakers play at all. That's a segue <laughs> into the bubble watch. Um, right now, the East you have the you have Cavs and Charlotte as your seven eight, and then Brooklyn Atlanta as your nine ten matchup. You know, getting that seven and eight seed, um, and then in the West you have Minnesota and the Clippers, and then you have the Pelicans and Lakers uh, to route the final two, with the Spurs only a game behind the. Um, uh, Lakers and they're kind of streaking right now. They've won three in a row, six and four in their last ten. I mean, I get that you don't want them to play. I mean, no. San Antonio is very close to making sure that don't have to worry about that 
LeBron, LeBron can enjoy his ankle. LeBron can enjoy the off season. Yeah, LeBron hurt his ankle. I mean, if LeBron's uh, out, then so. it's, it's serious consideration. The Lakers well, he, are not, definitely it not sucks because I feel like he's doing everything he can, but he's just not getting enough support. Because LeBron's had a great year, but it's the Lakers are just trash, bro. So um, either way it go, I don't mind. LeBron's been in the playoffs enough time. I, I love to see fresh faces. I know it'll be good for LeBron to be in the playoffs for the NBA, but uh, I, I love seeing fresh faces, man. It's about time we figure out who's going to take sit on sit on the throne once LeBron leaves. You know, Kevin Durant and some of these guys because you know they're they're getting older. So let's see what this young talent's looking like. Um, that's for the local guys. Uh, <laughs> they are uh, one and nine in the last in the last ten, and they are uh, pretty much a. They're, two, they're a game and a half out from uh, being tied for that top spot. I mean, they're twenty-one and fifty-three. Uh, Giddy's out for the rest of the season, which sucks. Uh, but Shea is still in there. Um, eventually, they're probably going to pull Shea and tell him to rest. I would sure hope so. Um, he actually he didn't even play uh, Saturday night. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's getting down to the point where uh, the Thunder are really going to mail it in. They've got the uh, they got Portland, Atlanta. Let's see, Detroit, Phoenix, Portland, Utah, L.A. Lakers, and L.A. Clippers to end. Um, they could make a real run at this and get that uh final. Uh, they can get in there, you know, make a push for that top spot. No, find a way to blow it. They'll go on like a little five game win streak to end the season or something like that. And well, the only thing you can ask for is if they don't play Shea, then yeah, they got, absolutely. Got, I mean, we saw it last year. Idiots won the last game of the season, end up screwing them two spots. So, uh, do you guys ever worry that? Uh, do you guys ever feel like, you know, you guys have drafted a lot of talent? Mm-hmm. A lot of talent has come through Oklahoma City. No, big time. Does that ever scare you guys how easy it is for people to want to leave Oklahoma City? Like, you get talent all the time, but it's about keeping them, right? Oh, for sure. And as you're young, if you're a young millionaire, you don't want to be in Oklahoma City. You want to be in L.A. You want to be in Philadelphia. You want to be in Boston. I don't know if I want to be in Philly. I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying from a standpoint of that, having a city yeah. with something to do. Yeah, I get that. That's why you just want to establish, a, you know, your core and go after it and hit your window. You know, you get hit your, your window. Win- yeah. you get your window, and you got to go win because yes, free agency happens, especially in today's world, and you're going to lose your talent. I mean, it just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, right? So you just got to win while you can. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do on the offseason. Obviously, they've got Shea locked in. Um, Giddy's locked in. Um, I know they got Trey Mann's locked in. Uh, let's see what they may want to do with Darius Baisley. Um, Baisley's actually played really well mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Um, but it also depends, too, when they get in that draft spot. I mean, maybe they get in a spot where they can draft a Jabari Smith. Um, someone, you know, get some young talent in there. And then, obviously, they've got to start moving that draft capital they have yep. into getting someone. That's what I'm saying. You hit it right with a, a key pick in the draft or something like that. Then you use those draft picks that you do have to make a move maybe for more of a superstar. So a big piece that yeah. helps you win now, you know. Absolutely. Uh, because you're going to have a lot of young talent and might just need a couple other pieces to fit, you know, put that together and go make a run. So I mean, because you look at the, you looked at this team when they were fully healthy, and I mean they were still losing, but they were in they weren't in they weren't out of many games. Oh no, they were. I mean they were in there. They yeah. were literally. It looked like they're about a player or two away from really being for sure a, d- a dangerous team. No, I agree with that. 
Um, yeah, let's just finish with the year strong, boys. Let's lose out. Let's go, baby. That's all I can hope for. Hey, tanking's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. I've had I've had fun this year. Is he the most winning coach in college history? I think so. I'm sure. He is right. Um, Gina or Emma? Yeah, is who we're talking yeah, about. I was gonna say you just kind of threw that out there, where the fan, or people listening are just like, "What the hell is he talking?" Like, about? what the fuck? Sorry, yeah. We're um, but um, real quick, because it's come up the last few weeks, obviously, um, before Chris Paul came back, you know, uh, Devin Booker started to make some headway into that MVP conversation. Where would you have him right now? He's uh, definitely in the talks, but he's not going to get it over. Well, no, he's not going to get it. I but. think you know one thing that sucks to me about in the NBA. Actually, one thing that sucks in all sports is once they have a uh, momentum on a uh, once they have a headline, mm-hmm. I think they kind of stick to it. Sure, you know, in the beginning of the season, if you ask me this question, it was Steph Curry. Well, yeah, right, and the media will tell talk it up so that it will be Steph Curry. But in my opinion, it's definitely between Joel and Jokic. Joel and Jokic, right? I would say that. And uh, even though I feel like Giannis is my boy, but either way it goes, I feel like right now it's you have to give it to Joel. Joel's been balling all year. Joel, Joel, I'm cool with Joel or Jokic, honestly. Yeah. Um, they have been balling consistently all year. Devin Booker is a baller. We all know he's a baller. We all know Mm -hmm. he can hoop. We all know he's reliable. Yes, he could be a part of the, the talks, but I think it should just be talk. I you see. Know, somebody who's been dominating all – and not saying he hasn't been playing great ball all year. He's definitely on the number one team, so that could persuade some people to definitely vote for him because um, I feel like people always – a lot of people vote for the best player on the best team. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at – if you look at who – to me, the most valuable asset on the Suns right now, even though Devin Booker is the best player, the most valuable asset is Chris Paul. Yeah. When he's, he's healthy. A, he's right? A, so, yeah. like, if you could take out – I feel like you could take out just like Chris Paul was injured and they still won. Yeah, you still have Devin Booker, mm-hmm. right? But you can. I feel like it could flip and it's the same thing because Chris Paul just brings something different than uh, than than most people give him credit for. Um, but yeah, I think I think from a standpoint, Jokic or Joel should be definitely in the in the top talks for MVP. And maybe if you want to throw Giannis in there too, but Giannis <laughs> is third in scoring uh, behind Joel and uh, LeBron. Uh, you know, Jokic is, uh, he's got, he's 10th in scoring. Giannis or Jokic? Giannis is third in scoring behind Giannis Joel. Giannis is third in scoring, okay. Giannis is averaging 20 29.7. Joel is averaging 29.9. I always round those out. So basically, they're 30. both averaging 30 a game. Yeah. Uh, Jokic is averaging 26. Um, and then there's Devin, who's averaging 26. Um, and of course, the intangibles on the inside, you know, rebounding, uh, assists, you know, Jokic is, Jokic is more of a for as a big man. He's averaging seven. thirteen and eight. Yeah, uh, Giannis is averaging twelve and six, which is re- I'm impressive for uh, Giannis for sure. And then Joel's averaging like he's averaging thirty and see thirty and eleven. Jeez. So, I mean, you know, the guy I was really high on uh, in the MVP talks was Ja, but you know he's yeah, been he's, he's been beat be up, yeah. and uh, the. Crazy thing about it is, it's just like kind of how Chris Paul went out. The Grizzlies are what eighteen and two, eighteen and three without Jaw in the lineup. Because they're a good team, man. Yeah. When you're a good team, you're a good team. You don't have to depend on 
one player to make you a good team. You understand where I'm coming from? So that's just good for Job because now he can go back in that and make that team even better than what they are. Yeah. So. Sure. Uh, That's all I have for NBA. Then MVP or NBA, yeah. Okay, real quick, just want to touch on a couple things in the NFL. Uh, One um, big announcement today was the Lions. I was about to say that. They're going to be a part of Hard Knocks. They are going to be Hard Knocks. Uh, Yeah. What? uh, Yeah. Who the uh, fuck wants to see that shit? Why wouldn't you? The Lions? Dude, you you didn't watch enough football last year if you have to question it because those – those dudes were in every game except what one or two. Mm-hmm. I don't um, want to see that dude, shit. Dude, they're building something. I'm telling you right I don't now. Care. Maybe I'm just Preston. Uh, Preston was buying understand. small futures in Detroit there for a little while. Knows, Preston also doesn't understand. I'm a Bears fan, and I don't want to see my rival. I was actually very interested to see if they <laughs> were gonna <laughs> they would consider uh, Arizona for because uh, Hardux that would have been that would have been spicy. Been okay with that. Mm. Yeah, that would have been, been spicy. Um, Arizona wouldn't allow that shit though. I would have loved to see Tampa. Tampa, I mean, That's because Tom Brady. Tom, Tampa back. seems really easy. Um, gosh, Buffalo would have been a good one. Buffalo's all, yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo would have been a really good one. Kansas City. I could just definitely see someone like my Miami would have got it. Yeah, and then it starts off with the Flores fire. They go in. They talk about the Flores firing, then leading into everything. I'm just telling you, I, I guarantee this is going to be a good one. Uh, it's it's not the Jets. It's not. Someone who just doesn't oh, have God. much, like. Um, I would uh, ban Hard Knocks. I would block it on HBO Max if they had the Jets on. There's just so <laughs> mu- there's a lot of good storylines that go into this. And, you know, St. Brown becoming a freaking. Well, they got they got players. Away. There's no doubt about that. And there's just a lot of good things that you can talk about. Dan Campbell's uh, uh, Dan, Dan Campbell, Campbell is pretty they in talks good. Talk for Baker team. too. Then don't they want to move away from I golf? Mean, and- that, that's something I heard. So I mean, and that was going to be my next point was. Here we are, another week, and still no Baker trade. Um, curious to kind of see how this plays out. Is Baker about to be a backup at Cleveland? I mean, I've heard, I've been hearing stuff about him going to be a backup in Tampa. That would be to me right now. If he's not getting a starting spot in Carolina, is like a Carolina or Seattle. To me, the best option is being traded to Tampa and backing up Tom Brady. If that it happens, dude. Oh my God! First of all, getting a Baker jersey, yeah, hundred percent. Um, uh, Arians loves I will be, I Baker. I would be the biggest Tampa Bay fan this year. <laughs> Arians loves Baker. He said that it, this was before he came back to Tampa. He said if he went quarterback in the draft that year, that he could come out of retirement and coach would have been Baker. If I'm if I'm Baker, you, I think I got to understand that there's been a lot of bad publicity about you and you as a quarterback and all that. Earn your way back, and you you might have to do that. You might have to take earn a year of. Yeah. You know, getting getting healthy and earning your earning your way back I, into it. I agree it. with but you. Why I do not? think I do think one of the problems is that um, nobody wants to trade for Baker. I think a lot of people, if he was a free agent, would take a closer look at Baker. Yeah, so fine. it's it's kind of Baker, and then it's also the Browns because if the Browns release him, they still have to pay him. Yeah, right. And then uh, I think also the Browns feel like Baker's good enough to get something back for him. Not so, a first rounder like they've been not that, first, like they were asking. Not a first rounder, but which was ridiculous in my opinion. They could, they can. But I almost think they were doing that wrong. on purpose. I almost think they were doing that on purpose because it almost feels like, in a way, they were, they didn't want they obviously there was they were looking for a partner, 
But it's interesting they were asking for so much for him in a state yeah. in the essence for that first rounder that is almost like, hey, we're gonna tr- we can trade him maybe. You have to give us that. You're not gonna want him. We're gonna, we're gonna keep him. And so, and again, not many teams are gonna want to take a one year guy that's got an 18 mil like bill coming with him. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. I, I think you're right. I, absolutely, I think Baker to um, Tampa makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, gives 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 a full year of a, you know, quote unquote proven quarterback. I mean, guy did get the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, to the playoffs just two years ago. Um, and you get to sit behind. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you get to by the go. Sit behind, so it's like, I think that would be a smart decision for Tampa. You know, it'd be a good backup. Not many teams can say they have a guy who's led it, uh, you know, someone to the playoffs. So. And of course, he gets to. I mean, once he, if he did take over, he gets to take over Chris Godwin. He gets to take over Mike Evans. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever else they add. Um, I mean, whenever Brady leaves, Gronk leaves, so they'll be looking for a new tight end. Yeah. But um, then, of course, Fournette, because Fournette signed a three-year deal. Yep. Um, but speaking of the Bucks, kind of transition. Looks like Ronald Jones is getting ready to become a Kansas City Chief. Which I saw that yesterday, and I was like, "How many running backs does this team need?" Like, we had already talked about. The, I know. I guess if you got too many running backs, you don't have one running back, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever you want to say in that aspect. But they've got good back. I mean, we talked about Gore at times. Looked really, really good. We've talked about um, Jeremy McKinnon came up and played big toward the end. Uh, towards the end, I mean, he was he was the uh, like running game. I mean, and being such a big part of the, like the checkdowns and stuff like that as well, he was a great weapon. To me, that just shows the lack of trust they have in Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I mean, they, this is the one. I think that's the one they look at and they're like, yeah, we may have made a mistake with that one. And you know, even at him at times has shown some good things. Sure, maybe not a number one back. No. Which you hate to waste the pick they did on him if mm-hmm. you're not going to be a number one. But all of a sudden you're going to have four or five running backs if you add him. I, I don't know. I just don't I don't like the move in that aspect. It but. was a pretty surprising move. Um, I figured Jones might look want to go to a team that you know isn't so – maybe he has another one. It's a good change of pace back. But, yeah, they are. They, they've got so many backs. I mean – Obviously, they're not going to keep all of them. Absolutely, I, I probably see Gore probably yeah. being one that gets that gets let go. Um, Jarrett McKinnon is an interesting one. Um, it, it's going to come down between him or Clyde Edwards. Um, but I don't know, man. It's a. Uh, it was. It's, I mean, obviously, talent wise, I mean, Ronald Jones to the Chiefs is he fits a lot of bill of what they've been needing. But again, like I said, they've got almost too many cooks in the kitchen in that yeah. RB room that they've got to get figured out. Nope, I agree. Um, I just thought that was a very interesting move if that's what uh, ends up happening. But she's got to find something because obviously we t- we've already talked about it. But I don't know, man. Tyreek, it's going to be an interesting move. I'm seeing all these jokes about what uh, Kelsey's stats are going to look like this year. And it's going to be like two hundred something receptions. <laughs> oh yeah, he might be a top. Five. He almost might be a top five pick in fantasy. Everything is going to go to his way. Um, yeah. So Juju's I, I already know. making TikTok videos. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching the game. Look, bro, did you see? I'm that? not watching someone get her leg mangled. Yeesh. Did you yeah. see her wrist? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. I That's, saw her. I'm sorry. It. I'm yeah, sorry, listeners. Good. But yeah. <laughs> um, well, what is there anything? No, that's really all I had. I mean, obviously, free agency has kind of calmed down. You know, all the big things that kind of happened. Um, 
I think really the next thing is what team's going to try to make that last second deal to kind of like get better and where Baker's going to go. Well, I, I mean, mean, that comes into the draft too. Yeah, so. I mean, that's exactly. So, I mean, leading up to the draft, that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, I'm very interested in how that's going to go because, you know, some of these teams have some pretty interesting picks. I mean, Jaguars have made it pretty well known that I think they're going to go defense with that first pick, um, which isn't a bad move because I like because who they have there um, makes for a pretty good young dynamic with him and then obviously the other Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, though, what if anybody moves anywhere, like maybe if Detroit or Houston make a trade and someone jumps up there to go maybe get a Malik Willis or maybe a Kenny Pickett, both who really Absolutely. performed well in their act. I mean, all the guys really look good. I mean, it was good to see Matt Corral and his uh, uh, pro day move around after that really bad injury he had against Baylor. Yep. Um, but again, you got to take pro days for a grain of salt because they're playing as air. Yeah, it lines up exactly what. Quick question before we move on: What team do you guys feel like is going to make the biggest jump this year? Oh. Um, Good question. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot to see. I mean, the draft. But just from such, what you know right now, the draft is such an important key to that. But um, like with the free hey, agent moves, the I, promise. Is, the problem is that with the AFC just being so star-studded stacked. and stacked, it's hard. From I mean, you look at a team like Miami that in other regular years with everything they've done would be an easy team to pick. But I, I mean, I don't think Miami's good enough to. I mean, get through that gauntlet of who they got to play. And in the by AFC. jump, I don't necessarily mean straight to the Super Bowl. No, I, don't. I just mean who improves the most, or who improved the most so far, and who do you think is going to do that in the season? I mean, once again, we talk about a division that is going to be <laughs> absolutely disgusting. But I mean, Chargers. I mean, Chargers. Had, and we're talking about. I'm, and when I think of the Chargers. I'm not sure, but when I think of the Chargers, for everything they've done, they've gone from being not just a division winner to being a legitimate like AFC Super Bowl threat. Yeah. Contender. No. So, yeah. Yeah. so you guys are going with the Chargers? Because they have they locked up their offense to where they're, they're still what they are, and their defense got so much better. So yeah. it's kind of like, that. I mean, what else do you need? I mean, we knew that offense was good, but to get better on defense the way they did, yeah. I mean – that's probably my team. If I was going to go do the three, I, I mean, obviously, I probably would go Chargers and Denver um, with uh, what they've done. And then I probably, I mean, honestly, I think because he's still got enough in the tank, I think Indianapolis, um, it, I think Indianapolis is definitely going to win the division. Uh, with Matt Ryan, I think they should be the division favorites. But just to make a jump from what they did last year, um, you look at, you know the NFC man. It it just seems like those. The it seems like everything's kind of locked up. Um, no, no team in the NFC East has done anything. I mean that is. I mean it's been. A, it's no one's made any moves. I mean I know no. they. I know Washington got Carson Wentz. Oh okay. Is NFC um, even still a part of the NFL? Because it looks like it's just the AFC. And- well, <laughs> NFC still does have Tom Brady. I know, but I'm just saying, just I mean, from it's the standpoint like, of what divisions gotten better. You look at those three divisions that didn't just mention, and it stands out because the three teams that stand out have the three best quarterbacks in the. You got Brady in the South, Rodgers in the North, and then uh, Stafford in the West. I, I, mean, I don't know if there's any any team that has more pressure on them to draft well than the Packers. Arizona has a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah but oh, the, Roger, pa- the Packers, mean, yeah, the Packers do. I mean, to lose what they've lost 
and be like, oh, they just signed Rodgers to you know a multi-year deal. It's like, I don't. I I still am so confused by the situation because as Rodgers, why would you come back? If you knew you were going to lose all this talent around you, and it's not even like we were already talking about how they needed more talent, mm-hmm. and then you lost the talent that was around you. So you lost like, arguably the best talent. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. I think they have to draft, and they have to draft very, very well. Yeah, I um, you look at it too, then you start asking like, it's almost a thunder question to ask which bad team from last year makes that jump for next year. That's what I was asking. No, I'm talking about you. I thought you were just to take a jump. I didn't know if you meant like like we're no, talking about. I'm talking any, about like any, shit any team. team, any team you wanted to pick. Which well, I'm just saying like the, the shit biggest. teams, like I mean, Jaguars. Jaguars. They have, to, but the Jaguars almost have to be for what they've done in this offseason. Right. Um, they're going to get the first pick. More than likely, they're taking Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, which I, I mean, I like that pick, so that's fine. Uh, him with Josh Allen is a good little young duo, but. Uh, that with everything they've done offensively, adding the talent they did, it's going to be a – they're going to have to make that next step. I mean, it's hard-pressed for me not to say Detroit um, because, again, you look at the NFC and what there's lack thereof. Detroit, with that talent, I mean, they just – if he can stay healthy, they just got a good number two for uh, on offense with uh, DJ Shark. Yep. So that that's an interesting one. Uh, I mean – Pick your poison with the NFC East teams. Uh, the, I mean, Seattle's going to be the worst team in the West. It's crazy. Um, and then in the South, I mean, Atlanta and Carolina are going to really be bad. So, um, I don't. Houston's going to be bad. Uh, the Jets are an interesting team. I'll say that because I think Zach Wilson could probably. I think he might be able to take that next step because I saw flashes. I in that second, the later part of the season, where he played actually pretty damn well. Zach Wilson actually played some of the best. Like if you're looking at like the top rookie draft class for quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I think he probably played towards the end of the year. He probably played the best out of all the rookies. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he I was. Think Trevor Lawrence has shown flashes. Obviously, Justin Fields has shown a little bit, but you know, they their team has to put better things around them. Same thing with the Jets, but I think. Uh, well, Zach made the most yeah, those two dudes get so. like a free pass from last year, losing yeah. their coach and everything. It's like a redo. Oh yeah, Trevor gets a free pa- in a way gets a free pass because he was in a just a awful environment in uh, the, that locker room. So hundred um, percent. Yeah, we'll obviously leading up to the draft. We'll talk a lot more NFL. Um, I'm sure a lot of things are going to start heating up here, um, but. Baseball is around the corner, and yeah, boy. although a lot hasn't happened in the last week or so, uh, the big news broke this morning was uh, Albert Pujols back to the Cardinals, and you go, yeah, but he's kind of washed up. What does that really mean <laughs> and all that? I think him being in that organization again, being a leader, the veteran on the team, back you know where it all started, I think that gives the Cardinals a big extra little boost. To where um, he shows out a little bit, they might you know be able to put something together and you know be a threat again, be the Cardinals. I mean, we know how well uh, you guys both know from experience that the Cardinals, right when you're ready to count them out, they do incredible things and go on insane runs, kind of like last year. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I mean, it's just kind of cool to see a guy return home because I was a big Pujols fan. Until he went to the Angels, and I just hate the Angels, so it's always been a sure 
Yeah, I'm just not a not about that life. So. As a baseball fan, I, I enjoy the story of watching Albert Pujols go back to the Cardinals. But as a Cubs fan, fuck you. I yeah, I can give a shit. Yeah, I hope you pull the ass cheek muscle and <laughs> out for the rest of the year. Like I don't care. <laughs> but no, I get it. I appreciate. It. You know, I'm a, I'm a big mush for like all of the. Let's see what like hope. I, honestly, I hope he has a pretty decent year. Um, I just hope maybe this is his last year. He's he has 679 home runs, which is what I was talking about earlier. Uh, so I would love to see him get 700. That'd be great. I would love to have. I would love to see him have a moment like uh, kind of like Derek Jeter had. Um, you and know, his farewell. last year when he got the you know walk off hit. Uh, I would love to see something like that, maybe even a walk-off home run for, so that it could be 700, 700 walk-off home run. That'd be Last that battle of your career. Yeah. He, he's 64. Uh, as long as it's not against the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. He's 64 RBIs away from tying uh, Babe Ruth for second in RBIs. Yeah. And I can he's still 140 that. away I say, I from Aaron. Far. Yeah. So he's, he's third right now. So I could see him definitely getting past Bay. He's how much away from Aaron? 60, he's 60, uh, He's 147 away from Aaron. Yeah, he's not going to get that. But that's I can 61, That's 60-something. 60 manageable. I could yeah. see him hitting 23 and getting, getting you know, yeah, uh, RBIs. It would still be a pretty RBIs. good year. Yeah. Um, now, I can't remember. Um, is it – is the Universal DH, is it starting this year? Yeah. Yes. Okay. See, that's huge for him. Yes, yeah. it is. Because that will obviously give him a lot of, uh, you know, extra at-bats this season. And I'm sure that's what the Cardinals were thinking when they signed yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Be a perfect DH to throw in that spot. So So last year he had going between. So he had 50 RBIs last year. Yeah. Um, with Between the Angels and the Dodgers. So, I mean, he's got a shot. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, anyway, next, you know, like we said, next week, opening day, plan is to have a baseball episode next Monday. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and really break down a lot of this. Uh, I'll expect you guys to bring your, um, your research from the Cubs. Uh, yeah, I know. I figured you getting that. Yeah, we're going to get that here in a minute. But he just posted it. Yeah, okay. It would be super exciting to kind of see your thoughts and get some out uh, outside thoughts of sure. the podcast to hear what they're thinking about baseball and going forward. So look forward to that. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into entertainment and break down a couple <laughs> things. Before, before we get into the big one, I'll give, I'll, I got a couple movie reviews yeah, I was to say, do. That's what I was going to say. Let's leave what happened at the Oscars for the end here. But, yeah, Sam, you said you saw a couple movies. Tell us about that, man. Yeah, I saw a couple movies. Uh, really, uh, you know, this weekend, spent a lot of time, you know, just kind of hanging out. Uh, one of the first new movies I saw this weekend was uh, it's this new horror movie from A24 called X, uh, directed by Ty West. Um, it's a uh, kind of a period movie. It's set in the 70s. Set in Texas, it's about a group who are looking to get in the porno business, and uh, they decide they go and find a little farmhouse that's written out a cottage and decide to make their first, uh, you know, their breakthrough movie into the porno business. Um, the movie stars uh, Kid Cudi as uh, one of the main porno stars, uh, Brittany Snow from Pitch Perfect Lore. Uh, the main star in it is her name is Mia Goth. And then uh, Jenna, Jenna Ortega, she was just recently in the new Scream movie. Um, it's a fun fucking movie. I mean, literally, it's it's gory, 
It's fun. Uh, you know, the girls look great in it. Uh, it's got some great dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's creepy as shit. Uh, I, it's one I definitely would recommend. It's probably one of the better horror movies I've watched in a while. Um, Ty West, uh, recently, we, it's funny, he directed it because we just got done with a show, Them, that uh, he directed a few uh, episodes in. He also directed a uh, show back in uh, 2011, or a movie back in 2011 called uh, The Innkeepers, which is a pretty cool little horror movie uh, set down, I believe, uh, in New Orleans uh, in a uh, old-style uh, hotel. Uh, it's kind of a haunted uh, hotel sh- uh, movie, but it's a it was a good movie. It's a great watch. Um, people, anybody who loves you know that genre, the genre picks horror picks. I mean, it's definitely one I would recommend. I'm gonna check it out. I was kind of interested in that, so I'm glad to hear a good review there. Um, I gave, I would give it four out of five. Uh, I mean, it's it's just a fun time at the theater. Uh, the next big movie I saw this weekend was The Lost City, the new Sandra Bullock yeah. and Channing Tatum movie. Um, and, Go ahead. Uh, anybody who's you know watched you know old eighties movies like uh, uh, Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, the, the uh, you know adventure comedy, romantic comedy style. Um, it's right up uh, that alley. Um, Sandra Bullock's great. Uh, it's still incredibly shocking to me. She's 57 years old. She looks, she, looks she looks amazing, fantastic. She looks fantastic. She looks amazing. She looks great in this Whatever movie. Water her and Jennifer Anderson are drinking. Yep. Um, They're doing well, it I mean, right. It's that smart water. <laughs> you know, right. it um, she's great in it. Uh, Channing Tatum's fantastic. He's so he's hilarious in this movie. Um, it's uh, it's fun seeing their back and forth. They've got really good chemistry. Um, the big cameo in this movie is Brad Pitt. Um, it's a fun cameo. Uh, he's great in it. He's uh, sporting his uh, Legends of the Fall hairstyle. Um, he's got some actually pretty great uh, fight scenes that um, make make that new movie action movie he's got coming out uh, this summer, Bullet Train, a little bit more anticipated because uh, those fight scenes, I'm pretty sure he did a lot of those on his own and. Uh, I mean, he looks natural in these kind of fight scenes. Uh, the story's good. Uh, my only complaint about it is, is look, I don't know if you guys are Harry Potter fans. It's just kind of hard for me to buy Daniel Radcliffe as this kind of villain. Um, the character story background for him was it fit it, but for him, any kind of menacing or anything like that, uh, it was kind of a hard buy. But overall, I mean, the dialogue, I agree with that, the action. Uh, you know, just the, the fun, you know, the theater. It's uh, I get it's another one I give a four out of ten to. Four out of ten. Oh, I'm, sorry, of I'm ten. sorry, I'm sorry. Not four out of ten. Four out of five. It sucked. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> no, four out of, no, another four out of five. And then the last one, real quick. I watched. Uh, there's a new uh, Jason Siegel movie on Netflix called Windfall. Um, it was. It's an interesting little te- uh, movie. It's one of those movies you could tell was like made during the pandemic. Because it just stars literally like three people. Um, the fourth one came in later, but uh, it's a neat little like Hitchcockian style story. Uh, Jason Siegel, Jesse Plemons, and uh, 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 I think her name is Lizzie Collins, um, Phil Collins' daughter. Oh, yeah. um, she's actually, this is, I've seen her in a few stuff. This has actually been the best movie I've seen her in. Uh, it's a nice departure for Jesse Plemons. Uh, he's usually playing these kind of super serious, you know, super weird characters. Um, he's kind of a techie asshole um, who talks some shit, which is, you know, it's an interesting departure. And Jason Siegel's doing just Jason Siegel things. Um, 
it's uh it had some it had some slower parts but uh overall the story was solid um you know it's a good way to spend about an hour and a half so i gave that one a three and a half out of uh five nice nice Hell yeah, I need to watch some of these movies, bro. And I watch a shit ton of Breaking Bad. You be giving these movies reviews, uh, the the movie reviews, and I just be like, man, I need to watch that. I need I'm gonna to watch, watch X. I'm serious. I've never watch, got a chance. To. I saw when I saw a preview for that. I was like, oh, that looks. Pretty it's definitely good. one. It looks, I mean, it looks like creepy, said, and I like that kind of stuff. It is creepy. Um, it like I said, it's never really scary. It's gory, which is, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Except when it starts getting to like extremities or anything like that, then that's when I'm just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> So you ever watch Hostel when uh, he took the oh, yeah. and, and of course I was all out. So fun like, fact about Hostel, um, I always when you always you know you, when you go to take someone out on a date, you always think well, it'd be a good one to, movie to go see, and you're always like that'd be a scary movie. So uh, when it first came out, I, uh, one of the first dates I went on, uh, she uh, we decided to go on uh, see Hostel to a packed fucking house, literally like maybe like three seats available left in the crowd. And we watched it, and it was like this might be the worst first date movie oh, I've ever oh been to. God, and we both, and we both, we I mean, we both, uh, it was, you know, good chemistry between us. We were supposed to know, like, because as anybody who's seen Hostel, the sex, <laughs> the violence, we're both sitting here like this isn't really scary. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And so. Man, we were just sitting there just like, this is, I don't know, this was the best first movie we should I don't know what it is. Bro, that is hilarious, because well, I can so see you doing I, it, bro. I can't do <laughs> Like, two <laughs> weeks later, situation. two weeks later, I was like, well, I asked her if she was like, well, why don't you pick another movie? And so she decides, she goes, well, let's go see another horror movie. I was like, okay, cool, which one? She's like, there's this movie, The Hills Have Eyes, coming out. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like you know what? That looks amazing. Let's go see that. I'm a big fan of. I am a huge fan of that movie. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie too. And also, I like two I as well, but one was awesome. So one, one was awesome. I'll slide in the one real quick, because we go see it, and it gets to the middle part of the movie, the kind of where everything kind of really yeah. turns. I'm watching like five people walk out during that whole scene. She's if she was with me. She's getting kind of emotional watching all of it, and I'm sitting here. I'm just like, I'm like, do you want to go? Because we can definitely go. Got no problem with it. And of course, back with him, like. I hope you say no because I want to see how this yeah. ends. And she just sits there for a minute. She's like, no, let's stay. And I'm so glad she did because the end, like the last 30, yeah. 40 minutes of that movie is incredible. Yeah. Incredible, bro. Yeah, That's so I love it, man. It, did y'all go on another date after that? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we went. <laughs> we made sure to go see a comedy after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, y'all. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Well, obviously the big uh, news last night, which. Antoine missed it because he was at a concert, and say yeah. like I, I should have texted you guys right away because I was watching the I was watching that Windfall movie on Netflix. Yeah, I, I wasn't watching the Oscars when it happened, um, but I was on Twitter and like the moment it happened, they're like, "Oh, Will, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? Like, what? What? What's going on here?" And like all of a sudden, started reading it and saw the video. And first of all. Screw America TV. I'm kind of on like Australian or Japanese TV from what the fuck on because the fact that they caught everything uncensored and here we are watching censored stuff unbelievable. Anyway, what a interesting. I I I was so like I got into like deep research of trying to figure out this was real or not. Yeah, being like looking and then all of a sudden when when they went um, that video of like someone recording from. Above, above, and you and during the commercial break, and you see everyone talking to Will, and like 
um, you know, trying to calm him down and whatnot. That's when I was like, oh, wow, this is real. <laughs> this I, really happened. I really want to hear, before I give my opinion on it, I want to hear how you guys, because do you know the reason he did it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I want to hear yeah. your take on it, of how you feel about it, and then I'll tell you how I feel about okay. it. Okay. Go ahead. So, my take. So, again, like Preston, I mean, I wasn't watching the Oscars. Um, as big as a movie fan and nerd I am, I can't stand the Oscars anymore. Yeah, um, one, one because sometimes because of the last few years, some of the quality of movies, especially gets nominated, um, has gone down. And two, the show is just too drug is too drug out. It's it's got too much going on. And some so, of the movies that go through, they, you don't even like know what the exactly. Fuck it is. Like, what and is I, I mean, I'll watch some of them, <laughs> but at the same time, too, I don't. Some of these nominees, I don't really don't give a shit about. I mean, I cared last night to a a certain extent because Will Smith was nominated. Will Smith was the leader in the house to win the Oscar. Um, And Denzel's nominated, uh, but I knew he wasn't going to win. I like Jessica Chastain. I knew she was a leader in the house to win Best Supporting Actress. The two best actors, I mean, the nicest story of the whole Oscars is the Best Supporting Actor. He becomes the first deaf actor to win an Oscar, which is really cool. But Leading up to it, I'm I'm sitting there, and then I just like presses it. I start seeing it; it starts blowing up. Then I see the video, and I, I you know, I hear the joke, and obviously I didn't know until you hear more about it that uh, Jada has alopecia. I mean, I don't yeah. follow Jada or anything like that, so I didn't know that she's been talking about it. So I didn't know that. So of course, my first thought is like he makes a GI Jane joke, and then he walks up there and then just slaps the shit out of him. And, of course, my first thought, too, at the same time, too, was, like, uh, is this real? This is, like, a super elaborate prank if this is uh, not real. Then you start digging more into it. You start finding more out about it. And it goes, actually, in a way, it goes a little bit further back than that because when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars back in, like, 16 or 17. He made another joke. He made a joke because she had boycotted the Oscars that year because of the Oscars so white going on so she boycotted and of course chris rock made a dig at her during the telecast and so and then of course everything that's going on with will and jada the open marriage and all that stuff in a way it almost felt like it was will kind of standing up for his manhood um because it's been pretty well i mean it's very well known everybody knows that she went out on him with a younger man and then of course they had that red table talk and Everything and Will's been kind of made to be kind of a cuck, yeah. Um, uh, and, and you know, in social media and all that, so it felt kind of like him being like for his manhood. The issue I have is that he did this on live television, yep, on what is considerably his night. This, I mean, people are here to there all these other wins going on, but people are here to celebrate Will Smith, and he does that. Again, it's you know Hollywood is weird as it is, but you would think that there's adults in the room, and you would hope that someone like Will Smith could be that kind of adult, and then he does that, and it just it really kind of takes it takes any momentum that he had built up oh, for, sure. for King Richard, 100%. it just takes it completely out out of the air. I mean, and and the thing in a span of thirty minutes, he slaps Chris Rock on live television. Yells at him where everybody can hear. Well, at least those who are not in America. Uh, and then he wins the best actor, which they had talked about kicking him out of the auditorium, like escorting him out. I thought it was obviously a bad look for Will. I mean, obviously, I have no, I have no problem for someone to stand up for their wife. 
but I just figured he would handle it with a little. If he's gonna, if he Almost. wanted to say a little bit more grace, um, and then all course, that stage you have to. Uh, yeah, and then of course, as he mentions, then you look at who he leans on, and during his speech, and it's Denzel, and you obviously know Denzel would never have handled it in that kind of manner. Denzel's never gonna walk up and slap someone on live television. My take on the whole thing is that, um, yes, obviously, kind of a low blow joke. But if anyone knows anything about comedy, unfortunately, that's kind of the game you play. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of low blow comments that are made in a joking manner, and that's kind of what comedy's founded upon: mm-hmm. is taking digs, things like that. To where I think if you talk to a comedian. Everyone's going to tell you that this was okay. That yeah. I know it's kind. Of, I mean, I know it's dirty. I understand that. I mean, she can't help that she can't grow hair. I mean, it's something out of her control. So to take a dig at something like that is it's harsh. <laughs> it's but harsh it, in a way. Isn't it also kind of just of a shitty joke, just as itself. I, I mean, mean, how many how many how many times can they go back to the GI Jane? Like, I think for go, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just, so I mean, you know, you think. Writers are writing these jokes up. It's not like Chris Rock just thought of that on his own in that moment. I think it was kind of free. Like, I, I think it was written. I, I, I think it was because that – I mean that if you're listening what he said up until that point, there's no other reason to like make that comment just randomly. It was a, it was a point in the show that he was going to make this dig before he goes into what he was going to talk about. And the moment I knew it was real – was after he got slapped and they had the exchange back and forth, he was completely lost. He, what was, he was trying to he talk was about. Razzled. I mean, he did a good job to continue, but he mixed up his words and all that, and then kept going. And boy, just what a weird exchange there! Because it's like I don't think it's Chris Rock personally trying to attack. It just that's a like you said, it's Will Smith's night, so there's a lot of tension on Will um, and his wife. And that's kind of your money move right there is to make that joke there. I I, I don't know. I, I think it's, like I said, low. But um, you got to be willing to take those kind of – those hits as a, as a big star. Uh, obviously, him and um, Jada both know the, the memes, the, the jokes, and everything mm-hmm. surrounding them through this entire couple – last couple of years – everything breaking out of he mentioned in his speech and all that absolutely and look it's a man who had a lot of built-up emotion and he reacted poorly i mean that's at the end of the day you just can't do that i think that's something if you wanted to handle off uh, off screen yeah and, and just be like you know let it out there but that was his night and everything going on and he literally blew it i mean that's there's only that's only one way to put that because now everyone's always going to associate that slap yeah. with the award and everything else that goes with it. It's going to be more about that as opposed to how great of an actor he was in the movie. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you guys. I think Will Smith, um, he fucked up his night. I think, you know, Chris Rock to make that joke, I don't feel like he made that joke uh, knowing of the situation. Chris, Chris Rock is a busy man. If he wanted to, like, he doesn't know everything that's going on on social media. He's not paying attention to everything that's going on with Will Smith. He's a superstar in his own right. Am I right or wrong? No. So when he made that joke, I don't think he was making that joke knowing 
of the situation. Now, did he make the joke and cross the line? Absolutely. Because she's dealing with the medical issue that might have other effects on her other than her just losing her hair. Um, Will Smith, I didn't know he was that much. I, like, I knew he was an emotional guy, but I didn't know he had a ticker like that. Um, for him to walk up on stage and slap that man in his face on live TV with everybody National. watching. Like, dude. What Global. The f- Global TV. Yeah, I meant global TV. That is completely ridiculous. It's uncalled for. I agree with you if you want to smack the shit out of him in the backstage. Like I don't (laughs) think I don't think you should touch him, but if you really felt some type of way, you smack the shit out of him, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. Or you have a talk with him like, bro, look, I understand the joke, but let me tell you about what my wife's going through right now. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like you pull him to the side. For you to go up there and bitch smack somebody is completely disrespectful. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think the best, even though he's the one that made the joke, I feel like the classiest person up there was Chris Rock. Oh, 100%. Because the, the way, way he, he handled that situation yeah. and everything that went along with it um, professional. was just 100% professional. Uh, he didn't know Will was coming up there to smack the shit out of him like that. <laughs> um, I respect Will for sticking up for his family. I'm not mad that that's what he decided. Like, that's... The, the stance he was trying to take, I'm mad at the way he did it. Yeah. And took yeah. Chris Rock, a legend, on that stage, that's completely uncalled for. Yeah. No, for and whatever sure. consequences you have because of that, you deserve because people look up to you, bro. Oh, for sure. Jordan Lucas literally wrote a whole song about you, how he looks up to you. Yeah. And just to give you, the t- just to let you know what type of impact you have on people's life, um, for you to go up there and do that because somebody poked at you is just setting the precedence for a bunch of other shit to happen yep. because you're that big of a role model to people. Sure. So well, you do that, I'm upset and then about that. of course the the backlashes come from it, and then all the jokes associated with it now because I mean the we, memes are. I mean, can we say the memes have been fantastic? They're yeah. unbelievable. Well, I just wanted to say this one because it's a little earlier, and I, I meant to uh, mention it already, but it's got a, <laughs> it's got a picture of his wife. And, Will, I'm not impressed. Tupac would have shot him. I <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw I died. But no, I mean, it's it's just a bad look. It's like a I bad said, look. Uh, there's just no way around. And Will Smith, I mean, let's not act like he's a perfect angel or anything in this. No. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's got to understand. And, and while we were recording this, just 20 minutes ago, he finally released his uh, apology statement. And, and Chris just, Rock did too about an hour ago. Oh, did I didn't see Chris Chris's. Rock had one too. Okay, I didn't see Chris's, yeah. but I, I did see Will's uh, apologizing to Chris um, and kind of owning the situation. You know, what I mean, he did put it out there like, "Hey, like you can make comments about me, but when you get my wife involved and all that, mm-hmm. especially what she's going through, that's where I draw the line." And hey, once again, you're entitled to go voice your opinion about that. Just on that stage in that moment. You just can't do it like that. You're also real fucking Smith. Well, that's what you I'm make, saying, man. You're an entertainer that makes... Bro. No, I mean... Stop. Everything. Have a tougher skin, bro. Yeah. Like, I get it, bro. It's fucked up. But you could have pulled Chris to the side and said, hey, this is... If you would have done that, right? And say we weren't as close as we were now, but we know of each other. We spoke. Yeah. If you would have done that on the stage in front of all those people, I would have shut the fuck up. I would have let the night continue. And then I would have been like... Let me talk to you real quick. And I would have pulled you to the side and be like, look, I know you probably don't understand the situation, but this is the situation. I didn't like the situation and it made my wife feel uncomfortable. 
So if you could please apologize to her and then maybe apologize in another manner, I would really appreciate it because if not, then I'm going to have to beat your ass. Like like something like that. Something I I wanted to address was, okay, Will Smith, pretty, pretty big guy. I mean, he's not, he's not little. Chris Rock is a little guy. Not, this, not was, what, this was actually my next question. Uh, what if? If Dave Chappelle did this joke, do you think Will Smith is going on stage well, and see, doing that? I think Will Smith will smack the shit out of him, but I think Dave Chappelle going to beat that ass. That's what I'm saying. going to try to fight him. I well, think Will I gonna, Smith kind of got hands a little bit. Now, the big name that's been associated all day was if Dwayne The Rock Johnson was up there and made this joke, is Will Smith going up there? And it's not just about the size of the – but it's like when you're – Already pissed off, and then you're putting yourself in a position to be like, "This guy's not going to do anything back to me." But if you go up there and it's a dude much bigger than you, and you did that, I mean, is he doing it? So, I don't think so. Hell no, he ain't. Honestly, doing it. here's my thing: is not and I get that, but I, it's weird because I just, I'm not trying to say in a way. I'm not trying to say Chris Rock is classless or anything. It might have been a low blow joke, um, but at the same time, I just do not see the Rock. Because someone else brought up – I had a buddy who was bringing up all these different stars. And I was just sitting there just like, I get that. But none of these guys are going to be making this joke about about her. But see, that's what you got to remember. Once again, it's – in my opinion, I could be completely wrong on this. I don't believe that that was um, uh, just off the top of his head. I I believe it was a plan. I think it was kind of off the top I think it was improv. I think it was improv. That's what I was trying to say. Um, I, I I just don't think it was in that set because if you listen to everything up to it, the, the whole idea was that they were going to go after them to like make a dig. Though I don't know, maybe that was the joke they had planned, but that was the whole plan in that situation because he's you don't sit, think he's Chris there. Chris Rock's making his own jokes though. I think he. I, I mean, think I think the joke for Javier Bardem leading up to it was written. I think he improv yeah. the Jada part. I think he uh, improv. I'd that. like to hear of how that played out, but either way, I mean, I think we all agree. Bad timing to to, to make that kind of a reaction. Oh my god! And it's just crazy that that's where Will Smith snaps. It's not all the last couple of years of everyone talking about <laughs> Jada, you know, screwing everyone. And, yeah, and just and him being stuff. a cut. But they yeah, were broken up, too, so, like, I, I don't feel like he took that as bad because he was uh, out here fucking, uh, what's her name? What's that chick, that uh, blonde chick that was in? Uh, Margot Robbie? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard the which, hey, that's an upgrade, in my opinion. Yeah, but, hey. Right. Hey. Oh, Jada's psycho, obviously. Jada Pickett. She's crazy. She's crazy, she's a good-looking woman, but... We're talking about Margot Robbie. Man, I had a crush on Jada Pickett. Y'all tripping. Y'all didn't see Young, young Jada. I've no, seen Young I've Jada. Set, set it off. Nutty oh, my God. And set it off. Set yeah. it off, bro. Yeah. The problem is, is that she was also in that same movie with a young Vivica A. Fox. So. Did you say Nutty Professor? Yeah. She was sexy in Nutty Professor. Yeah. Uh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. That's Fun fact, Dave Chappelle's that. in that, too. Yeah. So. He is. <laughs> he makes all the mama jokes. <laughs> but, uh. So fat. Right? They pulled the planet. For such a. <laughs> for such a weird moment. It just. I, it'll, I'll say this. In a way, because I don't watch it, but I've watched some clips of it. It was almost in a way that show needed something like that. 
because that show was oh, tanking 100%. bad. Well, ratings have got worse and worse the last few years. This is the Nobody highest. This, cares that much, man. this is exactly. the highest rated show. That, this is, I mean, this is higher rated than last year's. And guess what? I guess I guarantee next year millions and millions and millions of people tuned in after this all happened to make sure. I turned it in the speech. Else. I wanted to see the speech. Yeah, so, and it was weird, but I wanted to see the speech. The problem is I had to watch Amy Schumer in between that. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I, I hope they never allow her to host a show again. She yeah. sucks. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Hey, Preston, how is, uh, are we still recording? We're not going to get cut off again. Nope, nope. <laughs> We're we, good. We fixed our, we fixed our uh, technical difficulties <laughs> now, boys. Uh, we're good there. Uh, yeah, weird last couple shows. Yeah, didn't know really what was going on, but I fixed the problem. So we give you know shout out to uh, one of the fans, Carrie. She was very. Uh, she let us know the especially the first one that happened because we had no idea about that. So you know, obviously, thanks for the support and thanks for you know keeping us updated on stuff like that. So appreciate it. Shout um, out Carrie. Shout out the Blackhawks. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so obviously you were busy with uh, Snoop and Bobby Brown and everybody this weekend. Uh, did you watch anything? <laughs> um, man, uh, man, imagine a party with Snoop and Bobby Brown back in the nineties, oh, bro. <laughs> and Whitney. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was Whitney at like her almost utmost power. Yeah, like she was. Sure. One, she was like one of the top five most popular yeah. people in the world. In the world, bro. That's crazy. Oh, you know what? I'm watching, uh, what is it, Worst Roommate? What, what is in the, that? In the world? Yeah, Worst Roommate in the World or whatever. What is that on Netflix? Dude, so I'm, we're two in, and uh, it's wild. No, Episode one was insane because every episode is another story. Yeah. I, and I didn't know exactly how that, that, that – that's how it was after watching episode one, but – yeah, every episode's different, dude. It's crazy, crazy. So, uh, yeah, if you have a roommate, I was sitting there thinking. He's like, "What?" Sitting there talking, and I was like, "Can you imagine if I was watching this when I lived with Antoine?" What the? <laughs> <laughs> I've been just like upstairs watching, just looking down, thinking. Being a real it'd be funny if he was gonna kill me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Outside of the three, I uh, watched. Uh, it was funny because I, I started watching this Friday night, and then I was getting ready to lay down. Then Antoine called me about the Snoop concert, so I made I went downtown. Then I, I went, up, bro. Get your ass And then I went right back home, got back in what my PJs, and then started watching again. I nice. uh, watched the movie Spotlight, really good movie, one I recommend. Uh, tough material in that one, but it's a really good movie. And then uh, because uh, the lead up to Better Call Saul. Uh, Breaking Bad's been on a lot, mm-hmm. so of course I hopped on Netflix and I've uh, been going through my favorite episodes of uh, Breaking Bad from each season. It's fantastic. I fucking love that show. Yeah, we one day we will have a whether it's a movie draft or a top five shows, epi- you know, entertainment uh, segment. We're gonna have that because a lot of good ones to talk about, but mainly that one. I I talk about Breaking Bad all day. Yep. Me too, man. I, oh, that was so. It was so crazy. It took me. It took me a while. To really get into it mm-hmm. and get through it, mm-hmm. um, I end up watching the final season on TV. Um, but before that, leading up to that, like I'd start it and stop, start it and stop. Finally, when I got going, it was just a full on sin to where there were Dude. like days where I was getting up and was like, "Are my legs even working anymore?" Because I wasn't sure because I'd laid in bed and watched so many episodes in a row. <laughs> I uh, I was in so I I agree I didn't start it. 
Because here's my thing is I the, when I first thought about it, I was like, so you're telling me the dad from Malcolm in the Middle and his little sidekick who's a – I only remembered him from this little side character part from Van Wilder. Oh, you're telling me no. these two are uh, meth super cooks and all this stuff. I was like, I'm not buying it. But I was – this is when I was in college. It was a Saturday. I think it was a lead-up to like the new season, like season four or it was like the last episode. But I was watching. I just decided I, there, I had nothing else going on, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna watch an episode." So I watched uh, episode eleven called "Half Measures" of season three, and I just watched it. I was like hooked, like everything. I was like, "I don't know what the hell's going on, but this is amazing." Like the story's awesome. Then Mike gives his speech about being a Philly cop, mm. um, and the guy he let go who ended up killing the woman, and he talks about he never does any half measures. And then Walt goes and saves Jesse, and it just ends with him shooting the drug dealer and then telling him to run. I was like, well, obviously I have to watch this entire yeah, show now. I don't know what has happened to this point, but I'm hooked. I was like, I don't know why it's taken yeah. me this long, but I ended up eventually did watch season four. I oh, maybe the set ha- have season three, and then I watched all season four on TV, and then obviously all season five. And it's it for me. It's it's the best show I've ever watched, in my opinion. Obviously, I, I've I rewatched. I you know went through and got through. I did watch The Sopranos, and that show ranks right up there. Justified's another one that I am big on. Um, just a ton of them. So uh, yeah, we'll have to have this conversation one day. Yeah. Boba Fett was the other thing. I've got two episodes left of that. I watched uh, one today, actually. Are you um, just like, is this like, I mean, one, you want to get through it, but are you just like, is this like, kind of keep the Star Wars, just like, just going to finish it, just to just finish to, it. And just to finish but, it, but also keep that going, for the, prepare for Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I will say this, this episode was actually pretty good, because I know what it's leading to, and I, there's been a couple spoilers that have happened. I don't know how it goes down, but I know a couple things, so I know the next couple episodes are probably going to be pretty good, but overall... Yeah, this this has kind of been a miss for me, but it looks like it's going to finish strong. So I'm I am excited about that. But. Yeah. Um, obviously we need to talk about the uh, winning. Oh yeah. <laughs> so but, sports movie draft, yes. Um, part of this, the part of the outcome of this is I kind of blame just us in a way because we had talked about it, doing it. We did we did all the movies. We did went through all sports. And it got pushed off for a while, but again, so much shit was going on that we we had to make tough decisions, so we pushed it off. But last Thursday, we did the, our sports movie draft. It was great. Uh, went to the weekend and uh, put it out there for people to vote. Not a lot of votes came through. Um, As I say, we could repost it, put it out there to the world. Everyone post it and see what happens. Boar, we can go ahead and de- declare right now. I don't, I don't mind either. I way. think the man does. I think the man deserves it. All right. Um, like I said, we didn't get many votes, but uh, it came down to a four to three vote between. It was, it was an SEC kind of game. It was. It was. It was true. Of, <laughs> it's almost like watching Frank Beamer like throw his hands up after that zero zero game. That <laughs> tie. But uh, it was a four to three to one. Uh, but Antoine pulled it out. Um, fans were uh, game seven. Uh, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, all right, we're gonna go run it back. <laughs> but no, but uh, yeah, it's uh, people were very the nostalgia done a lot in there. The Space Jam, obviously, he got game was a big one that 
Yep. People really liked. I know uh, people really liked the nostalgia in uh, Preston's picks. Uh, hey, I'm not by the lie. way, if you if I had the Sandlot, I just feel like well, Sandlot. That would have been it, a run. Bro. I mean, that's a big one. Obviously, the Sandlot is. I'm not it, gonna lie. Bro. I was and once again, like you kind of said, if there had been more votes, I think things would have caught up a little bit. But I was surprised Sam's didn't do better. I got one. one. I, Sam <laughs> like I like Sam's. I think Sam had a great draft, but uh, I, but I, I love my draft. Very like movies that are. Well, you say so, that, like, but detailed. every movie he had. I mean, I get the Moneyball aspect. Yeah, like, you, you're only watching that if you're a true baseball fan, kind of thing. Same it, with you look at you look at one of the most. Yeah, but that's such that's such a historic classic for movie. Us. I think just in general, but think? I yeah, don't know. We'll run through mine one more time. <laughs> I had Friday Night Lights, Bull Durham, Caddyshack, A League of Their Own, White Men Can't Jump, and Moneyball. But see, I mean, what the fuck, people? <laughs> but see, here's the thing. The only movie that people probably grew up with, especially like a lot of your friends, is probably, uh, what, what's the, not Caddy, Caddyshack and White Man Can't Jump. Right? I don't know. A League of Their Own. But see, a league of their when a league of their own, bro. Like I remember that. Actually, that used to be on TNT. It's it's like right before right before like the home run derby. Yeah, we watched it one day. Right before the home run derby, or right before like uh, the MLB All Star game. But she would we would watch that all the time as sports fans. You know, remember the Titans, bro? A football movie in in Oklahoma. You know, it's just like so. Then we run back Disney movie. Yeah, I got Friday Night Lights. I mean, Bull Durham. I mean, literally, we went through the top fives in each of these sports. I've got one, two, three of the uh, three of the ones that at least me and Preston or all three of us picked as our number one for that sport. I'm cracking up, man. He's but, making a last second plea. No, I'm. Not, I mean, they're not. They were gonna vote for me. Like I, I put it up. All three put up yesterday on Instagram to get one, just to get one more run. I of might votes. have to see the DMs for these last couple of votes because on social media, for everyone to see, I, I'm the winner. I never saw these two DMs that were supposedly Antoine. People uh, were just really, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you where Antoine won is Space Jam and Waterboy. People loved it. It's just because. No, I think Any Given Sunday was a good one, too. Nah, I see. I would say, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Major League, I would put, if I were to rank those for what people liked the most, I mean, you're talking Space Jam or Waterboy 1 2. And I think Major League's come there at three. I'm so pissed at Waterboy. I knew I should have had that. I mean, I completely slipped my brain. He got game. Obviously, we love you, that game. Mm-hmm. But if I, I mean, had that, I think that would have been the, the closing deal. And then Preston, yeah, Preston's got Remember the Titans, The Sandlot, Rudy, Happy Gilmore, Dodgeball. That's where, okay, I'll say this. Dodgeball, obviously, the problem is it's a. It's when people look at that, they see more of a comedy. If you would have had Waterboy instead of Dodgeball. That's yeah, saying. that's what, yeah. I, you would have had that. That was the next pick you had. Yeah. Waterboy. If you would have had that, then you would have. I was so pissed because, like, the last, like, nine picks of mine got stolen right before I picked. So it was like. Welcome to being second. Yeah, that sucked. Second <laughs> it sucked. sucks. It was bro. a tough. It was a tough run. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you, I mean, obviously, you guys drafted great. So, but next time, I think, because we talked about this before, I think adding a little twist to it. Well, and of more course, specifics. Like, yeah, more specific. Like if we had done like one of each sport to go to our six, that would have made things interesting. Next movie draft, I'll you know try to come up with something and make it a just a little bit more fun, make it a little bit more exciting. Sure. Hey, Preston. But congratulations, Don't feel bad, Antoine. bro. You still got two. 
You know, the Pistons, the Pistons won. Look, the Pistons won two in a row before Jordan got his first. Nah, so, uh, I just want to say well, guys, that. thanks for joining us <laughs> tonight. Uh, appreciate it. That will be uh, <laughs> that will be the first, and not the last time Antoine compares himself to Jordan yeah, in some way. Shocker! Goddamn uh, right. Never guessed. But uh, no, we do appreciate you guys um, for listening. Make sure you're following us on social media. That's where we are posting the draft, getting everything out there for you guys to see. Uh, this does look like it is going to be a complete episode, so pretty excited. Clap it up for us, guys. That's on us. That's us. Um, we wouldn't do this without you guys, so once again, appreciate the love, appreciate the feedback. And uh, like I said, just make sure you're following us because that's where we're getting a lot of good content out there. And Trust me, you want to see some of this. So, A lot of great things coming up. Make sure you listen to not just this, but the upcoming episodes. We are going to have a baseball-specific episode. So for all you seam heads out there, you're going to want to listen to that. we got, of course, the end of March Madness, how the Final Four is going to play out, champion, all that stuff, which appreciate everyone who did go out and uh, fill out brackets, not Antoine. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, got out there because, yeah, we've got a couple guys who, um, you know, new listeners that are – looks like they're going to win or one specifically looks like he's going to win it and he's just now starting to listen to us so appreciate that but uh other than that guys we will see you thursday um so have a good night and we'll see you then chitty chitty bang bang later guys